1992, the landscape of the WWF changed forever with the debut of Yokozuna. He was a scary presence in the ring and within a short time, he achieved milestones that some wrestlers could only ever dream of, winning the Royal Rumble match and quickly seizing the WWF Championship. Even more remarkable was his agility and athleticism. For a man of his size, his ability to perform in the ring was awe-inspiring. However, while his massive size started as an asset, it quickly became a liability. Before we get into today's video, let me know if you enjoy these kinds of wrestling documentaries by giving it a thumbs up and subscribing to the channel if you haven't already. Born into the Samoan wrestling dynasty that is the Anawai family, Rodney grew up in a tough neighbourhood. He found his true calling in life when his uncles, the Wild Samoans, took him under their wing after he started skipping school. They were running their own wrestling training camp in their backyard, and it was a gruelling and exceptionally tough time for Rodney and his cousins as they learned the ropes. One of his cousins, of course, being the man that would become Rikishi. Rikishi later said that out of all of them, Rodney was the hardest worker and the quickest to learn. At the age of 21, Rodney's life changed forever when he and his girlfriend brought a son and then a daughter into the world. Now, wrestling wasn't just a passion, it was a necessity. It was all he ever knew and he was determined to make it in the WWF. WWF road agent Jerry Briscoe spotted Rodney and he sent Bruce Pritchard to go and scout him. The men knew he was something special from the moment they set eyes on him. The original plan was for him to debut as one half of the Head Shrinkers. That tag team ended up being Samu and Fatu aka Rikishi but Rodney was first choice for that team. Unfortunately, he was suffering from a leg injury at the time and he couldn't fill the spot in the tag team. But Rodney would still get a chance in the Federation. There was no way they were going to pass him up. McMahon asked Sergeant Slaughter to come up with a new gimmick for Rodney. He quickly came back with a sumo wrestler gimmick. He named him Yokozuna, which means Grand Champion in Japanese. When the Anawai family learned about this new gimmick, they were really proud because for the first time ever, a Samoan wrestler was being given a chance to portray a character that was beyond the stereotypical Polynesian savage gimmick. And they all believed in Rodney and knew that he would be able to rise to the challenge of portraying this character. To put the character over the top, he was paired with Mr. Fuji, who was an actual Japanese person. On an October 1992 episode of Superstars, Yokozuna made his impressive entrance, where in just a matter of seconds, he squashed a jobber. Backstage, Yokozuna's debut caught the attention of The Undertaker. He was unhappy at the time with the quality of opponents that he'd been given over the last few months, and he saw Yoko as someone that he would enjoy working with. He went straight to Vince McMahon's office to request a feud. While McMahon noted The Undertaker's request, 
he would have to wait because McMahon had far bigger plans for the big man. Yokozuna showcased his skills on pay-per-view for the first time at the Survivor Series, where he leveraged his massive size advantage to defeat Virgil. The WWF was in a transitional period going into 1993. The golden era was over, and now there was a vacuum of talent at the top. McMahon really wanted a monster champion at the very top of the card, and Yokozuna fit the bill perfectly. At the Royal Rumble in January, Yoko entered at number 24. He threw Bob Backlund and then Randy Savage over the top rope to be declared the winner. And on the house show circuit, he was dominating in matches against major names such as Savage, The Undertaker and The Big Boss Man. It was on the road that the other wrestlers got to know what the real Rodney was like. Jerry Lawler later recalled that regardless of the stresses of the business and being away from his family, Rodney always seemed to be in a good mood and he exuded happiness. Bruce Pritchard often spoke about Rodney's incredible appetite and how watching him eat was truly something to behold, especially when it came to sushi. He could consume sushi that seemed fit for 20 people. Many saw this as Rodney's commitment to the gimmick, but this attitude to food would become a problem as time went on. At WrestleMania 9, 200 of Rodney's family and friends arrived in Las Vegas to support him. They were there to witness Yokozuna face Bret Hart for the WWF title in the main event. The original plan was for Yoko to win the match and hold the championship for the foreseeable future. However, that plan was changed at the last minute. In some of his most blatant ever scheming, Hogan politicked to get the finish changed, and in the end, it would be he that walked out as the newly crowned champion. This turn of events left Rodney and his family very disappointed, but it wouldn't be long before he captured the title. The feud between Hogan and Yokozuna would be Hogan's final feud in the WWF of the 1990s. By the King of the Ring, Yokozuna's build weight had increased from £505 to £550. After a couple of months of holding the title, Hogan put it on the line against Yoko. Rumours suggested that the initial plan was for Hogan to face Bret Hart at SummerSlam, with Hart likely winning. However, Hogan decided to veto this and drop the belt to Yokozuna instead. In a twist, Harvey Whippleman, disguised as a photographer, caused a camera to explode in Hogan's face. But despite the circumstances, Yoko became the new WWF champion. Mr. Fuji started heralding Yokozuna as the one who ended Hulkamania, and to celebrate, they organised a body slam challenge aboard the USS Intrepid on July the 4th. The event was open to anyone willing to try and slam Yokozuna, confident that no one could achieve the feat. 
They said that Japan would emerge victorious even on America's Independence Day, and it was a classic foreign heel angle. As expected, many superstars stepped up to Yoko and tried to body slam him. Wrestlers like Randy Savage, the Steiner brothers and Bob Backlund failed to body slam the big man. That was until Lex Luger arrived in dramatic fashion via helicopter. He managed to slam Yokozuna on the deck of the Intrepid, much to the delight of the crowd watching on. This set the stage for a match at SummerSlam in August 1993. Yokozuna was now tipping the scales at a massive 568 pounds. On the night, Luger would win by countout in a disappointing finish, and so Yoko remained the WWF champion. Yoko had secured a reputation as being an unstoppable monster, but his confrontation with The Undertaker was a little bit different. The Undertaker was the first opponent to visibly unnerve the seemingly unshakable sumo. Their casket match at the 1994 Royal Rumble was for the championship. The odds finally seemed to tip against Yokozuna, with many believing that this would be The Undertaker's night. The match itself ended up being quite bad and featured a terrible screwy finish which saw the entire heel locker room come out to ensure Yoko's victory. WrestleMania 10 would mark the end of an incredible year-long run for Yokozuna. On the night, he wrestled twice, first beating Lex Luger by DQ and then losing the championship in the main event to Bret Hart. This 12-month period in Rodney's career would end up being the peak. He would never get to this level ever again in his career. And that's not because the WWF had lost interest in him, but because of his rapidly increasing weight. Vince McMahon was seriously concerned about Rodney's weight and the impact it was having on his health. He now weighed a whopping 641 pounds. To take some of the strain off, McMahon booked Yokozuna in a tag team with Owen Hart and they both won the tag team championships in 1995. McMahon really hoped that Rodney would get the message and start changing his diet. He needed to lose weight if he ever wanted to get back into the main event scene. The company ended up taking drastic measures when they paid for both Rodney and Vader to stay at a weight loss facility. However, in a story that's both hilarious and tragic, the pair snuck out in the middle of the night behind the backs of the staff members to stuff themselves with fast food. To make matters worse, his in-ring ability really started to suffer thanks to his extra bulk. The once agile big man was now becoming slow and lumbering. In 1996, Yokozuna turned face for the first time and feuded with Vader. He started speaking English and even brought an American flag to the ring to try and get the fans on side. Vader and Yoko had a pretty awful match at In Your House 8 in May and then he was squashed by Austin in the SummerSlam free-for-all match. He was now £660 and as much as McMahon tried to protect him by booking him in tag teams and in squash matches, he was almost completely immobile and struggling to put together even a basic wrestling match. 
Now, Vince McMahon significantly reduced Yokozuna's schedule due to concerns about his health. There were genuine fears that he could suffer a fatal heart attack and drop down dead during a match. After a final showing at the 1996 Survivor Series, McMahon gave Rodney an ultimatum. Either go home and shed £100 or lose his job. Rodney viewed his immense size as a unique selling point and actually wanted to achieve a weight of £700 to try and break the record of the world's heaviest wrestler. And even after Vince McMahon's warning that his WWF career would come to an end, he failed to even begin to make changes to his lifestyle. By 1998, McMahon reached the end of his rope with Rodney, and he released him from his contract in May. Yokozuna transitioned to the indie wrestling scene. Indie promoters couldn't wait to feature a former WWF champion on their events, but he proved to be almost useless to them when it came to the bell. On October the 23rd, 2000, he was on a tour of the UK when he passed away in a Liverpool hotel room. He died of a pulmonary edema. His massive weight contributed to his death. Before he passed away, Rodney had finally been making an effort to lose weight, managing to get down to 580 pounds, but it was too little, too late. In 2012, he was posthumously inducted into the Hall of Fame, with his cousins Rikishi and the Usos commemorating his legacy. Often when a wrestler dies young, the cause usually centres on their battles with substance abuse. However, in Rodney's case, it was another kind of addiction, an unrelenting compulsion towards food. Who knows how far a man who was as kind, as talented and respected as he was could have gone in life if he was able to overcome his personal demons.